At first glance, this limit looks very challenging. The limit is x goes to infinity of 100,000 plus 215x over x. Does it look familiar? I asked you to also enter this into your calculators as a different y. Um, If you look at this graph, I would suggest turning off the previous one, turning off the 100,000 over x plus 215, and graphing this one and leave the window the same. When you go to the graph, then, well, pause this, go to the graph, and then come back. Coming back, did you see that you actually look like, it looks like you have the same graph as before, and it looks like these values are leveling off at y equals 215. And if you want to be sure that it's the same graph, then you could go back and turn on the other one and graph them both together, and you'll see that you only have one graph for both of them. You need to turn off the first to make sure this one is is showing up in the same place. Then go back and turn on the other one, and you can see that both of them together make the same one graph. And you can see that algebraically because 100,000 plus 215 over x, sorry, 215x all over x could be written as 100,000 over x plus 215x over x. Can't I divide that into two different fractions? Two different rational expressions are called. So I have 100,000 over x. And can x equal 0? Right here, if we're dividing by x, it's telling us don't divide by 0, right? So x cannot be 0. So I can cancel these two x's and get the same stupid function, right? The same silly function, 100,000 over x plus 215 turtles. So we have the same function just written in a different form. Usually, when they ask you to evaluate the limit as x goes to infinity, they're going to give it to you in this form. Now, you could rewrite it sometimes by dividing the denominator into the numerator and simplifying. Then you have a limit that you know how to do because we had that generalization. A constant over a variable, when x goes to infinity, this thing goes to 0. And then you just have 0 plus 215 is 215. So one approach that's taught for finding the limit as x goes to infinity or x goes to negative infinity, remember if x goes to negative infinity, it still goes to 0, one approach is to, if you can, take the original expression and rewrite it so you get it in a form where you can evaluate the separate limits the the limits separately. So the first limit is 0, and then you have plus 215. So that's one technique. The problem is that technique doesn't always work, but we'll see that coming up in the future. Let's do another example. This time we'll do the limit as x goes to negative infinity. And we're going to do 200 minus 3x squared all over x cubed. Is that what I want? No, I want x squared, sorry. All over x squared. The limit as x goes to negative infinity of this expression, 200 minus 3x squared over x squared, 
is the same as the limit of the two separate terms subtracted like this. Divide the x squared into each term and you get 200 over x squared minus 3x squared over x squared. So you get the limit as x goes to negative infinity, 200 over x squared minus, what's 3x squared over x squared? x cannot be equal to 0 or it wouldn't work in the domain of this function. So we can cancel the two x squareds because since x isn't 0, x squared over x squared is 1. So I have the limit as x goes to negative infinity of 200 over x squared minus 3. The 200 over x squared goes to 0, doesn't it? Wait a minute, did I explain that yet? A constant over x goes to 0 as x goes to positive or negative infinity. So can you see that if you divide by x squared, you go to 0 that much faster? Because now, instead of dividing 200 pizza by 200 pizzas by the entire world, take the entire world's population and square it and you get 0 to 0 even faster, right? Now, when I think x goes to positive or negative infinity, it's helpful to just think the entire world's population because that's pretty close, right? That's in the billions. So 200 over a billion squared would be going to 0 pretty quickly, wouldn't it? So 200 over x squared goes to 0 as x goes to negative infinity, and then I have minus 3 left. So I have 0 minus 3. My limit at infinity is negative 3. So I could divide the x squared into each term. So that's what I did. And then I broke it up into an expression that I was able to evaluate the limits of separately. 200 over x squared minus 3. You know, I didn't really talk about why I even have to do this in the first place. So let's go back to the original. If x goes to negative infinity, I have 200 minus 3 times negative infinity squared, if I want to think about it like it were direct substitution. So I would have negative infinity over negative infinity squared. And that's indeterminate, it's called. Just like 0 over 0 is indeterminate, I'm not able to figure out what negative infinity over negative infinity squared is just by looking at it. Now, over time, you'll probably get a sense of, well, if infinity is being squared, isn't that a lot bigger than infinity? So you you might think, oh, that goes to 0. But then it doesn't, does it? Because look what we have left, negative 3. So it's definitely indeterminate. We don't know, looking at the infinities, what's going on. So what I do instead is I divide the x squared into each term in the numerator, and then I have limits then I can evaluate. So I have 0 minus 3 is negative 3. That's my limit. And what that tells me is, whatever this function is doing for every other x value, I don't know. But as x goes to negative infinity, the y values are approaching negative 3. So that means the graph is leveling off at a horizontal asymptote of y equals negative 3 as x approaches negative infinity. Now I'm not sure which side of the graph I'm on as I'm approaching. I actually have to look at the sign. This is squared, but then it's negative. So these are very negative numbers, right? 
200 minus something really negative is negative. And then the bottom, the denominator, is always positive because it's squared. So it looks like I'm approaching the graph this way. Um, and actually, similarly, if you take the limit as x goes to positive infinity, you have 200 minus something very large. So you have negative again and then over something positive. So if you were to graph this, 200 minus 3x squared in parentheses, divided by x squared, I didn't talk about what happens in the middle, but on the ends, it looks like this. It levels off at the line y equals negative 3. And I can actually see that I have a vertical asymptote at x equals 0. And um, it's x squared. So let's see, I have... When x is 0, I have positive over positive. So it actually crosses up, doesn't it? Like this. And my two zeros right here come from the numerator being equal to 0. I'm going to go through all of this with an example in the future. But um, because this is x squared, it has at most two possible zeros. And because I know that I have a horizontal asymptote down here, and and my graph is going to positive infinity as I approach the vertical asymptote, then that means I must cross the x-axis at these two points. So I, I didn't look at details, but I think the graph would probably look something like this if you were to look at it. And what this limit at infinity is showing me is the behavior right there. As x goes to negative infinity, very negative numbers, the y-values are leveling off to, negative, to approaching negative 3.